think my hair is making me really stressed. Really? So it sounds, it looks awful. Is this you trying to kind of like just get it out of your face? Like be no, functional? No, 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 no. There's, there's loads of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mainly it's I want to do as many hairstyles as I can yep. before I cut my hair. You chop it off. Absolutely. Because the second you cut your hair, you're like, oh, I could have done that. Exactly. You see somebody with a beautiful bob walking past, mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, a long, like a long plait, a yeah. long side plait. Yeah, 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 I never yeah. do a long side plait. No, you don't. You don't actually make enough use of angles when it comes to your hairstyles. I feel like you've got a lot of lateral options. <laughs> 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 do you mind? Sorry. Do you actually mind? This reminds me of when I really fancied a boy in school. Uh, he was in the year above me, and um, he was called... Oh, I can't say his name. Anyway, he had a surname that was a synonym of beautiful, which made him even more beautiful. And um, I was he, he, he was very mysterious, never really spoke to anyone, so I thought, I'm going to take a photo of him in the library, and then I can come back and show Jesse, and we can talk about it. And the flash was on, and the sound was on loud. <laughs> loud. So the photo I have of him is like... <laughs> looking at me oh, so that's what that reminds me of silly boy um, um, but yeah so I yeah. want to be able to do a side plait I want to be able to do the crisscross plaits but as we BB tried to help me yeah. this morning and we've, you got, we've see... got a little tail situation <laughs> we got a little runty tail <laughs> that's what my hair be like if I had a short bob and I want to do a little low pony <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I always think, I always think a low pony's gonna look good on me like it does on Sarah Jessica Potter in Sex and City. No, <laughs> it doesn't. No. It just doesn't. It doesn't look chic in the way that it should. I think that does. You've got a good length for a low pony, whereas no. mine is like a horse tail. <laughs> yours, yours is very. No, no, no. no so no, I'm gonna no, try no, and stay flat no, on no, in the no, podcast no. so, so that you can't see my little behind ponytail yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and also, you only see the beautiful maiden and plaits. so you can't see the fact that I bought these um tracksuit bottoms that I thought were really cool uh, on an Instagram ad but if you buy cheap made stuff it, it stretches out in a way that's very unflattering <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a lot of extra storage room in here so Mm. We're just going to try and look very flattering today. Yeah. Because we don't feel great, do we? No, we we feel awful. Yeah. Um, Actually, just reminded me, just to start on a funny note. Yeah. (laughs) Things you do during that hormonal, like, rampage season, which is, like, teenage from 14 to 17, I would Mm -hmm, say. mm -hmm. Your hormones are going wild. Yeah. And when I started sixth form, I I used to think it was attractive (laughs) to... To um, to sing really, mm. loud. <laughs> really, really loudly. You know my funny singing way. I do. Mm. I did that in public. That's it's... so silly. <laughs> it was um, I just joined sixth form and I was in a fort like a, a class with boys and girls, which I'd, I'd been at an all girls school before, so I was kind of so excited. Yeah. And I really liked this one boy, and he was quite moody and arty. And um, so my singing and my high pitch kind of squeals weren't kind of compatible with mm. him. But I still didn't let that stop me. No, and no, I no. Thought, and it's always the squeaky, singy girls that like the moody, edgy boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go for the musical theatre boys. <laughs> They're the ones that would like us, but we never fancy them. Mm-mm. So I used to, and I remember him saying to me once, um, a few years later, like, why did you do that singing? And I just, I have no idea. I thought that that would make him think I was funny or yeah. something. Or I don't know. It would make you stand out. I think because... <laughs> it's you... definitely made me stand out. 
Because, you know, you always think that boys are going to fancy someone else and there are so many pretty girls around, so you have to do something that makes you stick out from the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I used to pull my hair out. Oh, yeah. Mm. But that was just to impress the older girls at school. Yeah. Um, I just used to stare at them and just grab strands of my hair and just pull it straight out. Yeah. um, Because it made me seem scary and intense. Yeah. Oh, but your poor hair. I know. I think I'm losing hair right now. Really? Yeah, I think I'm finally having that hormonal crash Mm -hmm. after, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I feel so awful. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'm losing like lots of... So this is, going back to the hair thing, Mm -hmm. I want to... Do you want to nail this hairstyle? Yeah. Whereas I think I look quite odd right now. I think right now we're on the first stage of a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to need is a bit more volume in the roots. Yeah, I think we're going to need a way. And maybe what you do is you stack the plaits. I feel oh, yeah. like if you stack it, you're going to get a bit more height oh. to the crown, yeah. which is what they say. But I don't want to show this ear. Okay. Remember that. See, look, the second that you stack it, oh, elegant, eleganza. Isn't that, not, isn't that not gorgeous? But this here has to be hidden at and all times. And we need times. to get rid of the tail. I don't know how we're going to deal with that, but we need to get rid of that. Um, last week filming, I... Gorgeous. Actually, no, that. Very, very Met Gala. They did one shot where the camera was here on my face. Oh, nice. And that was the only way around the shot. And I almost had a panic attack. I, I, I was like, can I say to them, I really don't feel okay with this. I don't want my ear on show. Because imagine <laughs> if it was like, I don't know, a boil or something. You yeah. don't want to be seen. <laughs> well, the camera needs to go here. Mm. Too bad you got a big boil. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I, I tried to say, please, can we just, can I do this? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> whenever it goes, put it back up. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ruined it by trying to stack them. No, but stacking it, very flattering. Okay. Very flattering. Okay. There we go, just don't touch it like that. Okay, cool. Perfect. Um, yeah, so I kept trying to get them to do the camera from the other side for my ear, but very often they just wouldn't allow it. And I think they could have, but they just like, I want to show her ugly ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they were filming right on my dry skin patch a couple of weeks ago. Aww. So. Why is it a dry skin patch? Oh, just because I tried out this new uh, oh. f- uh, face cream that oh. just completely fucked me up. So, mm. yeah. Um, so I think I'm going through a shift in my hormones, which is, and I'm I'm using things to blame. Mm-hmm. So I'm blaming my hair right now for how I feel. And so in my head, I'm like, right, I'm gonna cut my hair and I'm gonna be a new person. And the old me is gone and I can start my new positive thinking life. Um, but I'm just still not ready to cut it. Yeah. And so yeah, so this my new hairstyles is trying to is just on that little journey of right. Okay, I'm getting. I'm almost at my new person. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be there soon. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be amazing. But you don't want the grief of having to let that person go as well because no. it's quite scary entering into a new stage, a new hairstyle, everything like that. Also. Surely hormonally you are supposed to lose hair because you gain all of the hair during pregnancy that you don't lose and then you, you, you shed it after you stop breastfeeding. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, so I think it's normal. To, I'm not. It's not a big deal, but... Um, it's quite difficult. I mean, when I lost all this hair last year, I found it incredibly distressing. Yeah. So you just got to chop it into a bob. No, I'm not losing that much hair, baby. <laughs> well, clearly <laughs> just not. Just those strands. I mean, geez, you still just have hair. strands. But, but it's quite... It's... Um, I just, I don't think I'm going to be brave enough to cut mm-hmm. it. I, I think I'm going to need some kind of intervention. Yeah. And also you need to get it cut properly, apparently, when it's not as simple as somebody just doing this. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think I could have the, I don't have the skills or the expertise to do it for no. you. No. Um, we can go in together. Yeah, yeah. It, I am so excited about hairdressers opening mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. and getting my nails done. Mm, me too. And getting a wax, mm. getting that big wax. Mm. 
God, yeah. It's a jungle down there right now, isn't it? It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing how you forget. Like, I can't, also talking about hormones, mm. I got a wax, a full Hollywood wax, mm-hmm. three weeks after Tan was born, I think. As soon as the wax thing was open. Yeah. And I went in. I don't know why I had this need. I think you go through this kind of battle after having a baby of thinking, okay, when am I going to be me again? When is my vagina going to be me again? When is my relationship going to be me again? When is my life going to be, you know, this, when am I going to be okay? Because it's just so tiring and difficult at the beginning bit. It's also amazing, but... Mm. I think the vagina I used again to blame. Right, when my vagina is normal again, then I'll, I'll, I'll things will get better. Mm-hmm. And so I went in for this wax, and she was like, "Oh, so you know, you just have a chat." And she was like, "So when do you, what, what, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I do this." And she, and it kind of came out that I had two kids because she had two kids. And then I was like, "Do I mention that?" <laughs> just, but you just had a baby. Just had a baby three weeks ago. And I was thinking, I kind of want to see if she guesses from my vagina. Um, but she didn't say anything. And then it was really painful. It's painful anyway, but it was kind of more painful because obviously my vagina was still fucking raw mm. from giving birth. Mm. And um, so I had to say, oh, I... I sh- <laughs> can we I just had a baby. Can we just no big deal, I just had a baby. A little Hold. break, because I just had a baby. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just can't believe I did that. I cannot believe I... You had baby brain though, right? I yeah. Mean, you, can, you can just blame it on that. So I am really looking forward to getting my second wax mm-hmm. post-baby, which mm-hmm. I hope will be less sensitive. Yeah, for. I'm going to do all kinds of things that I never would have done before. I'm going to go and use one of the big uh, vibrating massaging chairs that oh. they have at the salon and get the pedicure, even though my feet are awful. I'm too embarrassed um, to get a pedicure. And have it all done at the same time and like have cucumber patches on my I'm going to do everything because... I'm just so scared it's all going to get taken away again. But yeah, yeah, I'm just looking forward to indulging, properly indulging, you know? I mean, I'm looking forward to using people, like going at like shops mm. and the kind of enjoying shops mm-hmm. and services and that people want to provide, but they're not allowed to yeah, provide right now. Exactly, because everything feels so functional. Um, yeah, it's about survival. It right would just now. be nice to browse and, and also not feel kind of judged and policed by everyone else's actions because we're all just so scared all the time it'll be nice when you're just like oh wow I can breathe people are just allowed to do what they want to do yes they're allowed to sit in a park Mm -hmm. in a group of you know 10 Mm -hmm. oh god sit in a coffee shop I just miss sitting in a coffee shop I miss sitting in a coffee shop so badly so 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 badly so I do feel this collective kind of sadness around right now I don't know if it's just because we're very sad but it's um it's just so time for us to have a bit of something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Did you see that email yesterday from Edinburgh Festival? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, imagine if Edinburgh Festival happened. Yeah. It won't. I still don't think it will. But also the way that they phrased it. So the Fringe is going to go ahead uh, in person, digitally. We don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be digital, isn't it? It's going to be a digital one. I don't want to do it digitally. <laughs> I don't want to do it digitally, no. Yeah. yeah. Although having said that, kind of, thinking about shows again and just thinking, would would we feel safe going on and doing a show? I would feel safe, but I would feel so completely mentally unprepared to be in front of other people and expose that much. I'm sure that people would be so happy to be in an audience, they'd probably laugh at anything. We wouldn't even have to do that good a job. But yeah. I think that the idea, that world just feels like a very, very long way away. I was walking um, down the street the other day and I saw a, um, a busker. Mm-hmm. And he was fine. He was he had a nice ish voice. 
but a crowd gathered to watch him, which was definitely not okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they people stopped over the streets. We were down the street with the kids and saw them, and just thinking, this guy is average. Mm. He's fine. And people were looking like he's, you know, Ed Sheeran or something. <laughs> he's like, we're oh. so starved. <laughs> so starved. That is really funny, yeah. So it's Alfie's birthday mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. It's terrifying. Airy season. Airy season. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just wish I didn't believe in star signs. Mm-hmm. I just really, 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 really wish I didn't feel this chain to star signs. Mm-hmm. I believe in it. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, obviously I never get anyone's star sign right. No, 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 no. That's not part of the fun. You know, I, I mean, I, I, arguably, I think they're the opposite of yeah, the star sign. Yeah. But once I know... Yeah. Then everything starts to make sense. You're like, oh, so you are a Sagittarius. Well, that actually does make a lot of sense now I think about it. I don't get on with Sagittarius. <laughs> no, no. Sagittarius no. and... Scorpios. Scorpios, you can fucking fuck off. No, but Scorpios Scorpios are sexy. Oh, Scorpios are incredibly charismatic and Mm. sexy and strong. They're not charismatic though, they're 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 depressive, but they they have a they're performers. No, because what I would say about a Scorpio is that actually they're very optimistic and um, they have a lot of kind of frantic energy. Yes. And so they can be both of those state uh, both of those descriptions, by the way. Yeah. Uh, a Scorpio encompasses all of that. That's and they can all... be alcoholics. Yeah, factual. You know? Yeah. And non-alcoholics. Mm-hmm. They can just, they can hate alcohol. Yeah. But they can also like it a yeah, little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've been out with Scorpio. Taurus and Scorpio are the opposites. Mm-hmm. And we have one brother who's a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And now I think back, if I had known about star signs when I was five, we probably would have fought less. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would have just appreciated the fact that we're a bit different mm-hmm. rather than just constantly battle. I think it's probably because it feels nice to be able to categorise people um, in a neat way uh, that feels like fun and safe because there's always something that's good about every sign and something that's bad about every sign. So it's just like being in clubs when you're when you're younger. That's but people, like people like identifying, so yeah, they like having a team. Exactly, exactly. Even though I've never really liked my team because Taurus is meant to be kind of loyal and punctual. Punctual? Why would you describe someone as fucking punctual? <laughs> because they're not fun, that's why. Exactly. Because you need something to say that isn't the word fun. They can't use fun. Yeah, not fun. Loyal, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> loyal, not fun. And Angry. Arrives on time, but she's not going to have fun. She, no. She's going to probably ruin your time. She'll turn today. up early to not have fun. <laughs> no, but cancer is just described as it cries all the time. That's not nice mm. either. Apparently, I was listening to a podcast just now with Plo and Faith. Apparently, can, she's a Cancerian. Apparently, um, apparently they're very motherly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitive, kind, moody. 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 Yeah. Oh God, yeah, Margot's a cancer. Yeah, exactly. But we that's why we get along like a house on fire. Mm. Exactly. Um she's I don't know, you must have taught her. You must she must have got it from you. Yeah. The Go on. hair little bit. Oh she the front bit, yeah, yeah, she has out. to put out. Yeah, 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 that's from me. That's I, from I do me. her hair and a plait before school and then she's like, no, I have yeah. to I have to have this bit of hair. We've out. had long discussions about this, oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so annoying because she doesn't just take out a little bit, she takes out a huge oh, bit. A huge chunk, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I learned it from Ariana Grande, so oh. it's uh, the circle of life, baby. Wow. Because it's like, because if you want to have that nice high pony, half pony, it's just very chic to have that little 
strip of hair. So I did it a couple of times and now <laughs> she really likes it. But I wouldn't be able to do that because my hair is all Your hair hair. literally goes all the way down to here, yeah. No, it doesn't work. It's because my hair is so dry and crispy that like I can have the little front little bang pieces, you know? Um, so Johnny got told off at school yesterday mm-hmm. because he, a teacher was saying something serious about some some I don't know what but it wasn't a funny thing the teacher was saying and Donnie in response shouted out that's awesome um (laughs) and he's and then on the way home um Margot uh saw the moon she likes calling the moon Mooney Mm. in the day Mm. and she was like where's the Mooney (laughs) oh hi Mooney so cute and innocent and lovely and Donnie and I was like, oh, Donnie, what would you say? What do you want to say to the Moonie? <laughs> Thinking, oh, this is a sweet game we're playing. And Donnie was like, get lost. <laughs> and, and then now I realise it's because we let them watch The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They love The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. He constantly tells me to eat my shorts. Oh, God. And so I ban The Simpsons now. And I don't want to have to ban The Simpsons mm. because it's the only thing I actually enjoy watching. Yeah, I know. I like watching it with them too. Or Futurama. To. Yeah, but Futurama's one. got more sex in it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I didn't realise that. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, this is another thing we can all watch together as I a know, family. I know, Oh, God. Yeah. So he's now kind of got really badly told off so hopefully he um yeah well he was on rainy the other day or something on the, what he, he had a thundercloud they put his name on thundercloud the other day yeah. why because he shouted out in class i promised what? him i wouldn't tell you actually oh my I just god betrayed his, i just betrayed his trust live on air so at school they have like a sun mm. rainbow even a unicorn mm. mm-hmm. and then they have thunder for when you're being naughty and yeah. he's usually always every kid starts the day on sun yeah he's never been on thunder before yeah what he was he on say? thunder he's he shouted something out from the back of the class Oh my god! Yeah, because I have he was a excited. Thug. I have a thug. You do, no, it's because he was excited. He, you have like a thuggy nerd. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, a thuggy nerd. <laughs> he was shouting out because he had the answer. <laughs> he wasn't shouting out in a cool way. Don't worry, he's not gonna be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He yeah, is, but he likes knowing information. Yeah, he's aggressively um, poindexterish, mm. <laughs> which I like. Yes. I've always really liked that about him. Okay, good. Oh, that's fine then. Mm. If it was just an answer, not like get lost. To no, the no, teacher. no, no. He wasn't being rude to the teacher. It's fine. Yeah. I went slightly crazy on my last day of filming because I had the morning scene and then the last scene. And so I had the whole day in between in this, um, basically it was a school and I had a whole room to myself, an ex, like a Victorian classroom. Um, and I was terrified because I was feeling very anxious of this time that I had. And I didn't want to do any anything um other than sit there and cry and I mm. obviously didn't want to do that because I make makeup on so I just kind of thought okay what am I going to do that will make will actively try and bring me out of this depression um and so I <laughs> I put on YouTube um my exercise videos um and I found three from massive YouTuber exercises that have got like seven million followers and they're all seven minutes 12 minutes long type things that have no speaking, just music. And I <laughs> took off my clothes, apart from my bra and my like tights. <laughs> it's just because I didn't want to wear the costume. And I just started <laughs> manically exercising, mm. like manically. Mm. If someone had seen, if someone had come in <laughs> to see these like breast pumps laid out and then me just like <laughs> doing these mad squats. 
in your pants. In, no, in tights and a bra. Which is weirder than just pants, actually, keeping your tights on. Yeah, but you want some support. You can't just be, like, jumping around. <laughs> um, and I, it didn't make me feel better. No. It just occupied the time. Yeah, it wouldn't, it it wouldn't make, make me feel better. better. Oh, Jessie, that's yeah. so sad. Yeah, but it, did, it definitely made me feel... If I just sat there, mm-hmm. I think I would have felt worse. It was nice to, like, jump around. Yeah, it's very easy to go kind of crazy when you're just waiting around, isn't it? I, I felt like it was a kind of prison because mm-hmm. I, I could have walked around, but you're not really allowed to because of the, the virus. So you kind of have to stay where you are. Yeah. So you're kind of, and I've realized that over this few months, I have kind of had states where I've kind of been in one room for a lot. Like when I was in hospital with 10, I had to sit in one room for three days. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's, I've kind of got quite used to the thought of, right, I'm stuck here now. So get, get all your equipment, get everything ready and be happy. In this room. <laughs> it was awful. Basically, we're, we're two years... We had the two-year anniversary of Ben on Sunday, which was just horrendous, which is why we're both kind of feeling like this. It was weird, though, because I had some messages about it, and I don't remember saying anything. Mm. I don't know how people know. Who did you get messages from? Just, like, people who... Um, like, just people who are on Patreon and stuff, people who listen to the podcast, I think maybe we have referenced the date before, but it's just it was horrible to... It's it's so weird because they mean so well and it's so nice getting messages, but it's it's almost like a denial thing for me. It's like I can't bear to confront the fact that it's even happened. Mm-hmm. So a date and people then knowing about the date is like double blow. Yeah. Well, part of me kind of... Um, I remember waking up and instantly feeling um, like such a sense of weight on my chest and dread. And I guess I weirdly thought in my head, maybe if I, you know, Instagram about a a picture of him today or something, you know, that would make me feel better because it means that, you know, people um, feel sorry for us or something. It was this really Mm -hmm. fucked up thing. And I was like, I don't want, I, I, I don't need five minutes of feeling better because people are saying, I'm so sorry for your loss. And then to feel worse about it afterwards. I think it's because I wanted to share him and I always want to share him and we all do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, that was such bad timing. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. um, It's just so funny because I I really, really dislike using um, social media as like a kind of way to get validation when it's clearly just because you feel shitty about yourself. But for this, it's like, it's such a strange, intense feeling. that was that was my first reaction. I was like, maybe if I Instagram about it, 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 it'll make it better. But I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that we just took the day Time. for ourselves, you know. Because... Yeah, and also it's it's. Uh, I had the same thought as well. First thing, mm. I was like, maybe if I share a photo, it it's not. It doesn't make you feel better. No, I think that's why birthday. The birthday is an important day to mark. Mm-hmm. But you might. Why mark a fucking death day? Exactly. You don't want to mark that at all because it's a day that's just sad, isn't it? But people really get hung up on dates. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the grief books I've read. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't think you're going to be happy with your... <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. It's, it's just... It's just okay. I, don't, I don't care. Okay. For po- <laughs> just for the sake of the people who are listening to this podcast who are, can't see the visual, I look really really great yeah so both of us do both um, of us do i don't care anymore yeah um <laughs> yeah so i i've read so many books on death now mm-hmm. and grief and so many people get hung up. <laughs> so many people get hung up on dates 
so many people get so hung up on dates and they kind of worry about them for weeks before, maybe months before. And then suddenly your whole year is dictated by dates. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I wish we didn't live in a society where dates were so important. Yeah. Why Mother's Day wasn't so important and why birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. And I don't think we live like that as a family no. because we've never placed that much emphasis on birthdays. Well, there are so many of us that I feel like if we were to make dates this huge thing you would you would feel exhausted because there would never be an end to like people's birthdays and people's anniversaries or, or stuff like that because um it's just too much time in the year to dedicate mm. to that um so but i don't think it's a healthy way to do it i mean they actively say don't get hung up on dates but it's something that people just inevitably do all it made me do was reflect on the journey that we've had over the last two years now and Obviously, it made me sad to think that it has been two years because that's a long time to not speak to someone and we haven't had the chance to see Ben for two years and that's very sad to think about that. Um, but mostly, the way I made myself feel better was just realising how awful it was at the beginning and how it's not like that anymore now, you know? And anybody that's gone through something traumatic knows that, like, the intensity and the fear when something suddenly happens to change your life completely, the relief of just not having to experience that sensation anymore. It's like, I would, that made me feel instantly better. Where we have each other yeah. and we're in this place now where we're okay and safe and whatever. Like, yeah, nothing can ever be as bad as that, I hope. So. No, I, I hope to God nothing. So it's two years that. of us having got through that and that's something to be, you know, okay with. He would be happy with us for that, for yeah. acknowledging that as a, the importance of the day rather than the fact that, you know, he died. Cause that's I feel really strongly awful. that I feel stronger yeah. I, and I I know that he would be proud of us and I the more the more real it gets with time the more I feel how sh how obvious it is that life is so short mm -hmm. it's so short mm -hmm. and we have to appreciate how lucky we are to be alive He's not, so we need to make the most of it. Exactly. And I think I just I just want to appreciate that, and I, I don't think I ever did before, and I feel ashamed of myself, of, of how I lived before in a way, because I just was probably way... I'm still narcissistic because that's the nature of being, a, you know, a writer or a performer, but I think that... I, I, I got hung up on things and got obsessed with things and upset by things that just didn't matter. And I really, really, he has given us this huge gift by making us now appreciate life, living, breathing, like, and um, yeah, I, I shudder to think about what we've had to go through in the last two years. Yeah. And when I was doing, you know, when we've been filming and stuff and thinking about, Talk, you know, you just do so much small chat mm -hmm. when you're with strangers because you, that's how humans communicate, you know, or what's, what star sign are you or where do you live or, you know, whatever. And um, so many times I had this small chat and I, I found myself... Do you mean small talk? Sorry. Small talk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just had to... Small, small Couldn't talk. quite let that one go under the yeah, carpet. Sorry. We are sad, but... Small chat. important to remember that we're going to be correct. Yeah. But go if on. anyone does like calling it small chat too, I'm... I like you. Small chat's very you. <laughs> it's very you. I'm sure you have a lot of small chat. Okay. But yeah, so um, whenever I was having a small talk yeah. with people, I would I would go through these kind of, I would be divided with one hand enjoying the small talk hugely and kind of then 
on the other hand, being shocked that I was able to have it, especially after the year of being mostly in lockdown and isolated anyway. Like, and I think grief kind of makes those kind of interactions kind of more poignant because- Yeah, it makes you so fully aware of how easy it is to slip into a character of enjoying conversations and being really funny and zany with people and being able to like, I don't know, be a person that's like very vibrant and filled with life, but so aware that that's this kind of layer that you've laid on top of yourself. And I see our mum do it all the time and she's always been so good at that because she was a doctor and because she had five children, you have to be this very naturally strong, resilient person. She's always been so good at no matter what the situation or the person that she's talking to, being able to fully engage with that human being and have an amazing conversation, even if she fucking hates them. Or even if she like has had a really, really bad day. It's like this superpower that she's always had that I'm sure has become stronger now. But I think that we've adopted that as well Mm. so much more. It's like, you cannot deal with this dark thing that's going on behind you. You have to be able to compartmentalize and deal with what's in front of you. And I think that ability has probably gotten a lot stronger. Yeah, I remember she used to say, um, when she was speaking to somebody and then she'd come in and I'd be like, who is that? Who, who are you speaking to? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. She'd be like, I don't fucking give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. It was just amazing. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not as good a person as she is. I can't do that. I, I have actually found that since this happened, I've become even more brutal mm. with certain things. So if I don't want to speak to somebody, I, <laughs> I just won't. Yeah. And um, I kind of find that that kind of, displays itself in other ways so I would just I take myself off or I I mean I I can be really blunt as well like the other day in the park we um when I was with the kids I bumped into somebody who had recently had a baby I don't know them I know them vaguely I really didn't want to have a chat and I (laughs) I was I was so rude in retrospect I was just like um I'm just gonna keep walking I'm just gonna keep walking just gonna keep walking and Alfie was like that's so rude and I was like but I'm just I'm sorry I just I need to keep walking I need to keep walking yeah and so it's fine you don't need to to I know but it's so rude and I think it must seem so blunt to people who don't realize what we're actually going through inside yeah but these interactions you know you have to conserve your energy because they do add up and it like it takes away from you know yourself you've got to be you've got to take care of yourself and how how much you're thinking about it too. Like quite often I find that I've been thinking about this particular a loop of, of awful things mm-hmm. again and again. And I realize I'm not thinking about the good things that I've got as well. I don't think, I'm not thinking about the good things that I've got left, I've yeah. got still. And it reminded me of when I was a tennis player and we had to go to physio regularly and twice a week we had to go to this place in Marble Arch and this really cool physio who was called Helen um and she we would get like a cheap coffee from Marble Arch station which had sweetener in and that was like the highlight of my week and even though the physio I knew my days were numbered as a tennis you know an athlete a pro athlete (laughs) I I knew that I wasn't going to go to Wimbledon um but it was the motions of going to get physio that was I think was why it was so therapeutic because it was like you're honoring the time that you're you're putting into this this dream that you've got of becoming a tennis player. Obviously, I didn't it didn't happen. But um, the one thing that I remember from Helen was that she gave me a list um, a sheet of stickers, orange neon dots, and she was like, right, you need to go and put these all around the house, 
in the toilet, in the bedroom, on the mirror, everywhere you go in the day. And every time you look at that dot, you need to straighten up, get good posture, think of your body as, you know, all the muscle groups and stand straight and strong because this is what you want what you want to do with your life. And we still, we had the orange, you must have seen them when you were little, but we had the orange dots for years. They just stayed there. And I was thinking about her the other day and I was thinking, right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get orange dots and I'm going to put them all around the house to remind me that, you know, what there is to still be strong for. Yeah, it's a really lovely yeah. analogy. It really, really is. I think also um, everything that's been going on in the world and I don't know, all of the grief and death and tragedy, it can be so easy to get overwhelmed by all of that, but also to remember like the good things about like Ben as a person. I think it's so easy when you've lost someone to get so wrapped up in the loss and your family and all of the feelings that come with that, that actually thinking about the person, it becomes like this secondary thing that you don't really do because it's too painful. But I feel like weirdly now, I'm just getting to this stage where it's really nice to think about who he was a, as a person and conversations that we had and things that we used to do together. And remembering that makes me feel, I mean, it's obviously very painful, but just remembering that that relationship was there, you can kind of forget about all of the little details. It's really important to do that. And I just thought what was so nice about the Caroline Flack documentary that we watched that we're going to talk more about in our Patreon episode. Um, but one thing I thought that was so nice was the way that they really did focus on the details of her character um, to kind of illuminate the whole story I just thought that was yeah. really important you can't forget who the person was you need to remember that they were still alive and don't focus on the death and the loss as the only thing that that matters remembering who the person was does actually that's also help. something that happens which really upsets me regularly is that people skim over um they, they only focus on the fact that you have lost this this huge part of your life and they don't it's almost easier to ignore the huge thing and just to pretend everything's fine and don't talk about anything oh look let's talk about this and let's talk about this and rather than actually address it at mm -hmm. all and I find that 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 talking about Ben and actually what he was like mm -hmm. and making him present by oh Ben used this um PlayStation controller and he loved music and he was he was did this and he went there and he did this and making him part of the conversation again is a, a massive step forward yeah. um, and that's actually something that I think that first of all our mum's always done mm -hmm. but quite I think it's I find it kind of people just are too scared to even mention his name yeah they can't definitely. mention it because oh but, but do they do they know do they know yeah maybe maybe they've forgotten yeah maybe they're gonna be okay today maybe yeah. maybe we just won't say anything yeah well I just don't think that people realize like the realities of it I mean I understand if you haven't experienced it then you wouldn't understand but it's like when you're so brutalized by the kind of things that happen when somebody dies it's like we maybe lose like that sense of social politeness where we end up saying stuff that is kind of like shocking to to people about details and, and stuff like that mm. so it kind of goes both ways people can be kind of ignorant but then we can also probably be slightly like uh I don't know forward with some of the stuff that we say sometimes but I don't really care I don't give a shit yeah I, I don't care yeah I mean if, if people are too I'm sorry if you're having a conversation with someone 
that's 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 the deal. Yeah, You're, you, I am allowed to say whatever I want. Yeah. I mean, if it scares them, yeah. then it scares them. That's the that's the truth. Yeah. Life is shit. Yeah. Life can be horrible to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. People lose people. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're not if you're not willing to kind of accept that, then there's just you shouldn't be having the conversation with them exactly. Anyway. And yeah, it's it's it helps you realize like who are people that are useful and like constructive people to actually spend your time with. Definitely. Not, not people that can't talk about that sort of thing. Yeah. But I also think that I am a pessimist by nature. So I have found myself saying life is shit a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And Alfie is much more of an idealistic and positive and optimistic person. And um, I feel really bad because I've said life is shit so much since it happened. Um and I, I don't know, would I be better off with somebody who was also a pessimist, who was also kind of just... Definitely would, not. No, I know, I know, of course not. But would he be, he would probably be way better off. He would be way better off with somebody who wasn't as kind of down as me about... It's not, because the thing is, I am a happy... I You're am very happy I'm, person. I'm a happy person in general. I kind of, I do, I'm, I'm a doer. I kind of make, I'm pragmatic, I... I get lots done and I'm inspired and I'm excited about living Mm -hmm. but that doesn't stop the fact that I do think that life is now that we know how awful it can go like I just can't help but always think life at the end of the day life is pretty shit for most people well I think that like that's a really helpful uh, understanding to come to just in general as a human being to realize that life can be shit for most people and to not have rose tinted glasses on that's a useful thing to know and I'm sure that Alfie really appreciates that you have that sense you know because but also the fact is and this reminds me of this TikTok that I saw that I thought was really useful advice and I know the second that you start a sentence with I saw this on a TikTok it sounds immediately very stupid and unhelpful but I did genuinely find this helpful um this guy who clearly is like a sort of motivational life speaker was talking about the fact that if you go around to a friend's house and you spill a glass of wine on the carpet, you're automatically going to be stressed and wanting to clean off the wine and you're going to be embarrassed. But if the friend says, it's fine, don't worry about it, chill out, it's completely not a big deal, you can still be anxious and panicked and wanting to get the wine off the carpet, but you don't have this sense of existential dread because you know that ultimately it's fine. Then rather than if the friend had been like, oh my God, it's my precious carpet. You have to kind of imagine that the universe is like your chilled out friend who doesn't really give a fuck what you do and if it ruins their carpet or not, if the decisions that you're making are helpful or not helpful. Because you can still experience all the pain and the woe and the excitement and the happiness that is general human life, but it doesn't mean anything you know, it's not going to stain the carpet. It's just, you're going to live and then you're going to die. And I, I find that relatively helpful because... So do I, it's great. The meaning, the meaning of life is that it is fully meaningless and therefore any single little ounce of significance that you can draw from it is just the most wonderful bonus because it, it is just so stupid and crazy and silly that we even get to exist in the first place. But life is meaningless in the fact that we're we're here for a blip, literally and then a blip, we're, we're done. But oh, life, yeah. life, the only thing that keeps me going is the fact that from this tragedy, I can create some meaning. Exactly, I, mean, I can create things out of the the trauma and make something that could help other people. So yeah. meaning is vital, but also it's it's so helpful to think, oh. It doesn't actually matter if it I don't doesn't write matter. a fucking it book. It doesn't matter. And I get, I'm, I'm such an anxious overthinker all the time anyway. But given that this kind of event happening 
obviously kind of can make you go into overdrive and sometimes it gets really, really difficult. But to be able to take a step back, if I'm worried about something small, I mean, we've always spoken about this so much, but like when I get small about, when I get uh, anxious about the trivial things, being able to take a step back and be like, oh wow, like that is not bad in comparison. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've been able to deal with that huge thing. I can probably deal with this small thing. Yeah. It is, it is just helpful to have a bit of perspective, you know? Yeah. So it has been difficult. It's been a difficult, it's been a difficult few days, yeah, but, um, uh, it will get better. Like, it will, I mean, better. It, will, it will never get better. It will never get better. But it, there are things to look forward to and to make and to create new stories yeah. from. And yeah. that's what's quite exciting. I think that also I've been feeling quite anxious anyway because the book has now uh, been delivered to a select pe group list of people who are going to read it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is mortifying mm -hmm. the fact that they're receiving it like I've received books that people want me to read and say give a quote for and I didn't realize at the time the etiquette I just thought oh that's nice mm. they sent me a book mm. I didn't realize they wanted me to say this is the best book I've ever read yeah it's 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 terrifying and I I'm pretty sure that most of the copies will go like on a shelf and they'll just leave it there like I do there's a whole book of them a shelf of them over there like a lot of them I've been sent um I don't have time to read them. So when does people have time to, you know? Mm. Terrifying. Mm. I think that, that the fact that the book is kind of so heavily laced with grief and my journey with it over the pregnancy and kind of I started writing it kind of very soon after Ben died. So that I think is as well why I feel quite just... It's the end of an era. Yeah. Okay, and it's the start of a new one. So it is exciting, but it's also incredibly yeah. sad. Yeah. The fact that I even wrote it, in a way, I feel kind of like it was... I'm thinking back to the summer and in the the the, the frenzy of writing it in the last burst and kind of having you there and it just being like manic and then the baby just kicking me constantly. And it was just such a massive undertaking doing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel that I've got to do it justice. And it's not like I care if it's a bestseller or if it gets amazing quotes or um, makes me money. Money would be nice, but it's not any of those things really. It's just, I I desperately want, I just def I desperately want it to- Have closure in some yeah. way. I, I can understand that, yeah, completely. And, um, I think that once it's out, you will definitely get a sense of that for sure. Yeah. Because um, right now people have no idea what it's about. Yeah. Like I think it's the, the title Sunset makes it seem like a nice chiclet summer mm -hmm. read on your, you know, holiday. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's the opposite of yeah. that. So I think I was just like some recognition for the fact that it's not, um, you know, a summer holiday yeah. fun book. Mm -hmm. And it has been something that's been created in, in the mess of grief and... I think, I don't know, it's made me really paranoid about our relationship because it's like, it's about two sisters who, and, and the, the a, a tragedy. And it's just, I don't know why, but it's just, also after watching the Caroline Flack thing as well, like just making me think, oh my God, we are so lucky. Mm -hmm. We are so lucky to have each other. Mm -hmm. And I think about that kind of more and more daily I now. Know. I it's know. so weird. Yeah. And I never, I just took it for granted. I've taken you for granted my entire life. 
I just, you came along and you just made my life so great from such a, just from the second you were born. And I just now kind of feel ashamed that I didn't But that's what know. having a sibling is. Yeah. And that's what loving someone is. It is taking someone for yeah. granted. You don't walk around with the person, the people that you care about, constantly worrying that they're going to die because then you wouldn't experience stuff with mm-hmm. them. Like the whole point of a relationship and the reason that it is so tragic when you lose someone suddenly is because you weren't ever thinking that something like that could happen because yeah. you were happy. And like I think that's what we have to remember rather than fretting that we're suddenly going to lo- lose each other and hang- hanging on too tight we just have to have our relationship as it is and-, and appreciate it for that I mean I feel exactly the same I mean you know something like this happening makes you think oh fuck like I- every yeah, single I connection that everything. I have it's just going to disappear again but that's that's not that's not the the, the point it's at all but- it's that it makes you appreciate the real connections that you do have and the fact that we have no certainty over every- over anything yeah you know? it's like the the, the 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 outer layer has now just been kind of eroded yes. of of life and yeah. now we realize that anyone can die mm-hmm. at any second mm-hmm. and i just didn't think about death no, before you just i don't. just i just never did and exactly it is that is some siblings up really they they're just there yeah they're just they grew up with you they're there and they and they have they, the same sort of strange like ticks and habits and because they're the only other people that have had your parents and grew up in the house that you grew up in and did the same weird things and ate the same particular meals even if you're the most completely different people in the world you have a kind of secret language that only you and your siblings speak so I think that's why it's such an interesting relationship and also um, it's not it's not it's not about how close we are. Like, we are incredibly close, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but even si- the sibling bond is so strong, even if you're not close with mm-hmm. the sibling. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that from speaking to people and realising that it's just, it's a joint history. It's yeah. just, it's like Jamie said about Ben, it's like his witness. Yeah. It's just where you're just there and it doesn't, it goes on forever, even if you aren't in each other's lives every day or, or, you know, as close as we are. It's just, it's something that is... I feel like it's a string that's attached between Mm. you. Or like you're those paper um, little dolls that, like, are attached by the hands and you kind of fold them in and out. That's how I like to think of it. But it's kind of, I think it's more obvious to me right now because of Ten and the baby, how similar he looks to Donnie. Yeah. And seeing the different personality traits between all of them, but also the, the similarities. They're so... It's like I'm having deja vu every day. I know, I get that too. It's crazy. It's just like holding Donnie. Yeah, and then you think, oh God, there's something so nice about the fact that our mum has done that with all of us. Yeah. And maybe we're doing it with the baby. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, I think I am ready for it to kind of be read and for people to have an opinion on it and for, to then let it go because it's just been this kind of ball inside me now for this long. Yeah. But I really want to do it justice and like make sure that it's not just something that just goes out and people just ignore. I would like it to I would like to do part of the job and I think a lot of people think that you get a lot of help when you write something and you get a lot of help with the selling of the book actually no, or even in a TV show like people think oh you're in a TV show then people will have jobs to make people watch the TV show and then... You'll get another TV show afterwards. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It's so much of the job is knowing what to do with your skill. Yeah, and fighting for the next kind of, like, stage. It's like this endless kind of trial by fire type of thing. It's like now actresses, writers, 
everyone has to everyone in this creative industry has to have there has to be able to do about five jobs mm. it's not just one you have to be able to talk to the right people to promote yourself to kind of think about material which isn't just the the material that you actually want to do you've got to think about the other material and like that kind of thing which I'm quite excited by but it's kind of it is quite endless. Well, I think also you've made yourself vulnerable. You've written something that's incredibly personal and is tied up with a traumatic period of time in your life. And you're now like putting it out there. Mm. It's terrifying. So no wonder you feel anxious about it because you know that you're going to be judged for it and we have no control over what people kind of respond to and stuff like that. So you have to be strong and accept that you're not going to know exactly what that response is going to be, but also be proud of yourself for being brave enough to, to make yourself vulnerable, you know? But it's like in, in these YouTube videos, you know, there's now, what, this is episode 16. There's 17. Seven, 17, 17. There's 17 hours of us now mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. And then you think about the amount of videos that we've done over the years that's just our entire, you know, your, from when you were about 13 mm -hmm. onwards. Yeah. And just, I had no concept when I started doing YouTube videos that, it's gonna be there forever. Yeah. I just put it out there and I let it be. And it's kind of that fearlessness and innocence I would like back, but mm -hmm. I think I've been burnt by, I don't know, just age mm -hmm. and trauma that now I kind of thinking, oh no, so this is gonna be something that people can just order and read and have on their shelf in their, in their room, an object mm -hmm. in their room. Mm -hmm. That's weird. I yeah. Think. You know what I mean? Like, I just would like to be a bit more clueless again. Yeah. Well, it's like Caroline Flack, the way that she was addicted to social media. Mm. And despite the fact that she had seemingly what she needed, which was the job and the fact that she was there and she was wanted by the higher ups, the idea that the people that were consuming her didn't always like her and were saying awful things about her. It, that's what drove her completely crazy. I feel just so sorry for her. Me too. Me too. But but I think social media addiction, we all have social media addiction. Of course, of course we do. And even the people that delete their social media accounts because they need to like have a detox, they're, they're the most socially media addicted of all of us mm. because they can't even consume it in small parts. And that's fine too. But it, it, it's like, it is such a facet of the world that we live in now. Everyone has a tie to everybody else and an instant source of validation and opinion and... Yeah, I think it really, really affects the way that we think about everything. Yeah, but I've always been quite good at ignoring the horrible comments. Mm -hmm. I don't, they don't affect me hugely. Yeah. Mainly because much, many of them are just really funny. Yeah. Like really funny, horrible comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it was just something, I don't know, maybe I would. Maybe I will get, start get, to get affected by them. Mm -hmm. But I've managed so far not to really let it affect me. And that's because I don't look. Mm. You, if you look, you will find something horrible about you. Every single person out there will find something horrible. Exactly. About so it's best to just not even dip your toe into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you like my pom-poms? I did notice the bonbons. So these are another... Was this to try and make us seem less depressed today? Yeah, just, we're happy. We're, we're just a pom-pom making family. No, um, so this is one of my tactics. And if you listen to this podcast, um, you will now have listened to me talk a lot about um, the book, Sunset. And uh, so I am going to be doing a load of artwork um, to promote the book that's just like not as 
you know, I don't want to just do this. I've, I've been studying people, how, how they promote things, and most of it's so boring. Mm. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to flood people with the same image again and again and again. So I was thinking I would do some fun stuff. So I got our mum to make us some pom-poms. <laughs> well, I think it's nice as well because it reflects the fact that the book is homemade, the fact that I helped you with yeah. it, the fact that mummy made the cover. Everything being homemade and stuff, it kind of, it's, it's, it's nice to show yeah. to show that aspect of it yeah so I'm going to put I'm going to draw the sisters we don't seem very well do we <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw the sisters on top of the the sunset pom pom nice it sounds really stupid but when you see the Instagram please can you like it okay yeah. please like it I'm definitely going to like it yeah, I've been liking good. all of your Instagrams recently I know you've been very generous yeah because that. I didn't realise how much it hurt you when it I didn't really do that it really hurt me so yeah. I've been doing it on purpose. Yeah. I've been going through, tick, 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 liking all of them in a big chunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, so you, nice. But you have a wonderful Instagram. You have oh, a very solid you. vibe. I haven't been Instagramming at all. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, you know, you just got to get it back on that pony. It just seems so silly. It, it just seems so fucking silly. Do you know what? Actually, this is a downer again. Sorry to bring it down. But when, after it happened, I remember thinking, what the fuck is an Instagram story? Mm. What? the fuck mm. why would I spend my time doing an Instagram story mm. and then I found myself filming on Friday and literally doing about 10 oh, <laughs> reels yeah, 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 you're singing one where you're singing into the breast pump I really like that but I really like, really did like as that as I was doing it I, was, I just thought I I just this is such a waste of my life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think what's good about an Instagram story is that it makes you seem less vain mm. because it's like oh it's only for a day oh it's just for fun it's just for you guys if you happen to tune in but actually in a way it's more kind of hungry for attention because it's like unless you catch me in this 24 hours you're not gonna you're not gonna get a little piece of me that I'm only giving yeah. for the 24 hours um uh, so yeah it's all very deceptive and fucked up and it just makes me feel quite sick inside Every uh, time I look yeah. at who's looked at my story, I feel just pathetic. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I yeah, still yeah. can't help it. Yeah. It's I just... Still can't help it. And you have to be quick because they disappear. Oh, yeah. So I still want to know how the algorithm does it. So, like, the people that appear at the top, are they the people that, like, look at your... A lot. The, the most? They love you. That's what I want to fucking know. All these <laughs> fucking bitches. I'm like, I know that you're obsessed with me. I no, I think it's um, whoever's just looked at it is at the top. Okay, but sometimes somebody has just somebody looked at it a while ago, but suddenly they're back at the top. They relooked at it. Because they relooked at it because they are in love with you. Because they're in love with you. Yeah. 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 They want to just keep looking. Makes until sense. The story disappears. Yes, absolutely. That's got to, that's that's got to be what it is. Yeah. Whereas yeah. what I've now noticed is if if you think oh that person looked at my story, and then they haven't looked at the next five, it's because they've just let them roll on. Yeah. They didn't want to look at your story. They just accidentally got on. They're like, oh my God, get up, get up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I get, I get very hurt if I've done a couple, a group, a group one, especially if it's a story that needs a couple of, and they've only watched the first one or they two. They haven't seen the, That's the day new more. The day new more. Because they've, they've, they've taken a peek and they didn't like what they saw. So no. they've, they've exited. They're like, that That's desperate. very upsetting, actually. That's very, very upsetting. Yeah. So yeah. Instagram is just, it's just, it's not, it's not tickling my fancy at the moment, I've got to say. No. It's, it's not tickling my fancy. It's not. It's, it's yeah. But, but spring is, spring is here. Spring is here. And I feel like. Summer is coming. The warm weather and the sun is definitely making people feel a little bit better. And maybe, maybe it'll make us feel better too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to not wearing a coat. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the baby sleeping. That yeah. would be great. Mm -hmm. That would just make life a little bit easier, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's five months now. So he should sleep soon. Yeah. Five months is a long time not to sleep. Mm. <laughs> think think he's due one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. 
And less vomit. Less vomit soon on the horizon. Soon you can have some food. Oh my god. You can have food. <laughs> what are we gonna feed him? What are we gonna feed him? Avocado. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed this one right. I'm gonna really be like fern cotton about it. Mm. Why fern cotton? Because she's you know, holy. Mm. I love sending you fern cotton videos. <laughs> you do it a lot. A lot. And Molly King from the Saturdays. Love it. Molly King from the Saturdays, babe, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop doing these silly little videos okay. where you try on your stuff. Same okay, mind. whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Thank you. You can check listening. them out. She, she's not going to mind. That, thank you for listening to Good this for podcast. Good for you. You're very pretty, Molly King. You've got a great body. BB, stop bitching about Molly King. Molly King is great. She's got a great body. She goes great out with body, Stuart, great legs. cricketer. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. fucking a cricketer. <laughs> What? How would that be any different? How would a cricketer, a cricketer fuck especially? I just don't know. Just he's a cricketer mm. and he's a tall one. And also I think I respect a cricketer more because the sport is quite specific. So mm. it's like, okay, cool. You've dedicated your life to something quite specific. Oh, I love a sport where they don't look like they're athletic, but then mm. they're just, they're super And then super suddenly, fit. oh my God, whoa, look at that yeah. ability. Look at that technique. So yeah, Maths, married at first at Australia. Jules, mm-hmm. he's a cricketer. Exactly. husband. Now exactly. they have a kid. Yeah, exactly. I think cricketers would be very good. Mm. Yeah, they would be very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel a footballer would be kind of just all over the place and just probably... Fucking everyone. <laughs> yeah, just doing it for himself. I feel like a cricketer would take the time because that's a sport of dedication, of technique. They'd probably be very uh, attentive to And patient. Very patient. Exactly, because there's a lot of waiting around in that game, mm-hmm. isn't there? <laughs> there's a lot of waiting around. They're not going to mind taking turns. So... That's um, something to consider. Um, we're going to say goodbye now. Yeah, Thank you very much for listening. This ha- I'm really sorry if this has been depressing to listen to, um, but we are quite cautious usually about speaking about grief because it's so raw for us. Um, yeah. But I think that it is... It's, it, I definitely feel kind of that was quite good for us to do mm-hmm. and cleansing. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hope that you have a good week. Signing off. She's <laughs> going crazy now. She's going crazy. Watch her now.